Folks, welcome to a brand new edition of Trainwreck tonight. It is now episode 198, and this is the Buffalo Bracket Edition show. I'm your host, General, joined by Ty B and DJ Supreme. Show sponsor, Outlet Liquor. Ty B, DJ Supreme, what's your outlet? Uh, outlet Liquor is the place to buy a case, Al. I don't care if it's Grey Goose or Southern Comfort, or maybe you're feeling frisky, the weather's getting a little bit warmer, and you want to get some tequila and get stocked up, Outlet Liquor's your place, Al. No doubt. The place to be. Guys, but first of all, March Madness. We are almost at the end of March, and this Buffalo bracket has been out of control. A first for the Buffalo bracket ever in the, in the three years of existence. We had a matchup go to overtime after 740, 740 votes, DJ Supreme. Yep, we've had a little bit of everything here in this first round. We've had over 30,000 votes cast in total. We've had overtime matchups, things that we never thought we would see. We've had Cinderella stories, which we're uh, alluding to our good friend of the uh, program, Howard Simon, making a bit of a run from the from the playing round now. A la at, UCLA. Yes, looking, looking to pull a little bit of UCLA to make it to the Sweet 16, hopefully, uh, going up against the Buffalo Blue Jays. We've had... Plenty of upsets, not not so much early in the first round, but especially in the South Towns and the Southern Tier region, which we're about to recap. I mean, it has been so much fun uh, this year, you know, in our third season of the Buffalo Bracket. And, you know, I'm really, really just looking forward to the second round, L. So, it, Supreme, I, let's go. Let's head right towards that South Towns region that we we're just talking about. And the big matchup here that everyone was talking about in that first round was Transit Drive-In taking down Macy's plates. Supreme, how many votes were cast in that matchup? Was that the biggest one of the first round? That was not only the biggest one of the first round, but that was the biggest poll we've ever had in Buffalo bracket history. Wow. Um, that ended up topping out just over 2,500 votes. I believe it was 2,549 votes. Um, but yes, I mean, the the right side of the bracket, Southtown, Southern Tier region, we've had two out of the three biggest polls in Buffalo bracket history, that being the top one. Uh, but then also, you know, in the uh, Southern tier region, you know, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but we've, I mean, we've had some monster matchups and some big upsets. I mean, uh-huh. when you look at these second round matchups, type B transit driving as a 12 versus Sabres Twitter as a 13. What are your thoughts on that? As the yeah, uh, crossing swords. That's exactly what I was going to get right into here. You look at the bottom of the bracket, everything goes all chalk, Al. But Sabres Twitter, a big upset over Niagara Falls. I thought they might get a little bit more love with quarantine and everything. I've seen a lot of people going up there, taking pictures, just getting away, you know, just to get out of the house and, and see some nature a little bit. But Sabres Twitter has been an absolute buzzsaw this year. The <laughs> memes that have been gotten off during this winless streak are phenomenal. There is nothing better than making fun of the Sabres. I'll say it and I'll say it again. Um, If you're not just making fun of this team, then you're not doing it right because there is nothing to enjoy about their play. Um, I, I can barely even get myself to pull the games up anymore. It's awful. And I hope they put the drive in out of its misery because why do people like going outside and getting bit by mosquitoes to watch movies? I will never know. I'd much rather be in a reclining leather seat in an air-conditioned room in the summer. You're crazy. And Ty B and Supreme, this matchup, you, first of all, you rarely see a 12 versus 13. 
and both of these, whatever we'll call it, people, events, Twitter, place to be, it's very loyal followings. We see that with the transit driving. They dominate on social media, Facebook, and Sabres Twitter. I think Sabres Twitter goes as far as this losing streak goes. And if they continue to lose tonight and their matchup comes on, they've lost 17, 18, 19, 20 games in a row, I think they can pull off another upset. Bradley Gelber just tweeted seven minutes ago, the Sabres losing streak is so impressively awful that it made PTI's end of the show rundown. I'm not even sure I've ever seen them discuss hockey on that show before. Wow. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, this might be the worst franchise in all of American sports, pro sports. They're yeah. in a very bad place. So I think Sabres Twitter, they keep losing. They're going to keep moving on. Yeah, the only time you ever see Reality or Wilbon talking about hockey is when Alex Ovechkin does something because it happens in their backyard and they, they're like forced mm-hmm. to hear about it. But no, I, I think Sabres Twitter is going to be a buzzsaw. They're going up against Brian Elliott tonight, who's like 14-2-2 in his career against the Sabres, like a 945 save percentage, 167 goals against. Good fucking luck. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, that losing streak is 100% going to keep moving on. But, yeah, I love it. Like I said, you rarely see a 12-13, but the rest of these matchups, really great potential with massive wing places in Western New York with Mm -hmm. Barbell and 9-11. And then you also have, you know, a new uh, addition to the Buffalo bracket this year, 2C Josh Allentown Supreme. Yes. One of the things that I think with with this year, you know, seeing a lot of newcomers, um, you know, year over year, Madison Carter, Mirror Brothers, Cider Mill being two of them. You know, that was a matchup that I thought would be a lot closer. I thought Madison Carter, her her journalism, her professionalism, you know, just her, her dedication to her career is second to none. You know, we wish her all the best from Trainwreck Sports and her in her future endeavors. Um, and it was it was kind of ironic because someone someone had commented in about Mayor Brothers, uh, and, and this is a rumor, this is alleged. But allegedly, they're getting their their apples that they use from their cider from uh, international sources, and if true, I, I it baffled me just the thought of that. With all of the great orchards, I mean, local orchards could be a team in the twenty twenty two bracket. I mean, we got we got apple farms everywhere here, and yeah, for them to be going out not not just out of the region but out of the country potentially um, for their uh, for their cider. I know I understand it's a popular place to be in the fall. I enjoy it there, but I think that they're up for a tough, tough matchup against not just Allentown, but Josh Allentown. Yeah. yeah. And, and Supreme, real quick, Madison Carter, correct me if I'm wrong, she didn't get involved on social media, right? She didn't retweet it. I I don't well, believe so. I think yeah. she was interacting with you know with our initial bracket post when she found out she was in the bracket. Um but I'm not too sure if either of these places really interacted with it. And you see a direct correlation where, you know, yeah. in that in that 12-13 matchup in the second round, Transit Drive-In, they really rallied their Facebook following and included a link to the to the poll and everything. Yeah. And and you saw what happened. It was the biggest poll in bracket history. Um, very similarly, a, a, a shocker out of the North Towns region, Lloyd knocking off Griselda because Lloyd hit the retweet and Griselda didn't. You know, similar. I, I think Griselda has more followers than them on social media. Uh-huh. So, so it, it really does make an impact. And that I think that that's some some parody and just a an unknown factor. Um, you see, you know, over in maybe this will be a, a nice transition over into the southern tier region. 
But you see how active Howard Simon, Jeremy White, WGR, all those guys rallying behind Howard in the polls. Um, you know, he's he's making a run. He's the Cinderella story of the tournament. So I think with that being said, I think – Yeah, let's go. Gonna, I mean, this is the region we've wanted to talk about and break down, the southern tier region. It's oh, the yeah. 2021 Trainwreck Sports Buffalo Bracket sponsored by Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? The place to buy a case. But, yeah, this region was absolute effery. Once again, you get some weird numbers here. You get an 11 versus a 3. This uh, And Muddy Taco, Chef Darian Bryan, I think that's the one I'm going to bring up first, obviously, here, is he got destroyed. And it's like, hey, what was it? Madison Carter, I think her, out, her matchup was 78 to 22%. And then Chef Darian Bryan was 73 to 27 And it comes down to the fact that even though these people are, I guess, more high profile in Buffalo, a lot of people still don't know maybe who Madison Carter is and don't really know who Chef Darian Bryan is if you're not on Instagram. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like if we did this poll on Instagram of Chef Darian Bryan, Muddy Taco, it might be a different story. But yeah, you know, it was really disappointing to see, you know, the, the chef go down like he did. Absolutely. And, and you look at Muddy Taco, how overrated is Muddy Taco nowadays? I mean, ever since they changed their beef, I mean, I, I know from an inside source, they, they've cheapened out a little bit there. It's not the same as it was growing up. I mean, the tacos half the time aren't even folded. Um, you give me a flat taco. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. Uh, it's, it's, it baffles me, but I don't know that you, you look at this here. Yeah. Howard picks the bills. It's a, it's a good, it's a funny story. Uh, you make the New Yorker pick the bills. He's got a soft spot for the city after living here for so long. Yeah. 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 Make me pick the Sabres. It'll be just as funny. Oh, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. Can they lose 30 in a row? Ah, I don't, the Buffalo Blue Jays much better and they bring much more value to the city than but Howard on the radio. I'm sorry. Ty B. Uh, I know how much fun we had at Seneca one last year. <laughs> Howard picking the bills is going to blow up Buffalo Blue Jays. I really think so. I think that could be a, a 75 or I really I do. Think, I think the issue is no fans were allowed in. Like yeah. if, if there's news breaking news, like of, of the Blue Jays potentially returning to Buffalo for another year, uh, and allowing fans, who knows? That that's very true. If they're allowing fans and they're and they're officially confirmed coming back, but that's the thing. I don't think we're gonna get that news in time. Or Howard this- picking the Bills is a major staple of Buffalo radio, Brad Walters. But so is Janet Snyder yelling in the morning. <laughs> Just Supreme, it's a staple Supreme, doesn't mean it's good. I, Let's I, go. It's. I mean, there's interesting points on both sides. I think what it boils down to is what we were talking about in the South Towns region. The, the accounts who interact the most with the poll give themselves the best chance at succeeding. But a couple things with the Buffalo Blue Jays, I too think Howard is going to move on just based on all the support that he's rallied. I mean, they were talking on the morning show just this morning on WGR. And, you know, I, I Jeremy White gave one hell of a hype up speech for the Cinderella run that Howard is going on. I think, you know, with that being said, if there were the off chance that the, that the Blue Jays account with their 2.2 million followers were to retweet this poll, then it would be good night now for Howard. And, and I don't actually, it might not because the Toronto fans might get pissed off. We wrote, wrote Buffalo Blue Jays. Yeah. And they'd purposely vote 
they purposely vote Howard just to see that go down. <laughs> well, I, I think the other thing, though, is that this poll will not go live until Friday. So it really does give all week for, for potential news to come out, uh, as Ty B was alluding to. Um, either that or he had something stuck in his eye. I, I couldn't tell. Uh, but as far as Howard picking the Bills, I think it's going to roll on. And Dude, I think it's a lock to go to the Elite Eight. Me too. And I, I think the funniest part about that, too, is – where you say like the Toronto fans would pick Howard just because they don't like the Buffalo Blue Jays. Howard's been picking everybody else the whole time too. He's like, it's almost like a reverse psychology, but we know he's serious where he's like, yep, you guys are crazy for picking the chop for not picking chop house or 11 day power play over me. Um, but it's, I guess it's quite Seinfeldian. Yeah. But as far as this goes, I mean, I, I like what Jeremy had said. you, you vote for Howard, and you donate to the eleven-day power play. I think, even though this matchup is is in the books, I think that could hold true for the rest of the tournament. Guys, check out the eleven-day power play, and you know, see what you know, see how you can contribute. I know they have they that that tournament has grown, and their their fundraising efforts have grown since it started. I think it's an awesome thing. Yep. I'd love to play it in myself one day. Um, but yes, I I think vote Howard. On the 11 day power play, still alive, even though the matchup is over. And uh, the next one I wanted to bring up is the first ever overtime matchup in Buffalo bracket history Loganberry Andersons. After 740 votes, it was 50 50. I couldn't believe it. I know Supreme couldn't believe it. And I'm going to pull up this tweet because it went to overtime. And as you can see, the five seed. Loganberry just sneaks by. It was 53 to 47. But I gotta bring this tweet up from Greg Lusak. Luscious yep. Lou used oh, to yes. be, you know, used to, you know, be a content person here in Trainwreck Sport goes, This is a joke. Come on, people. You're saying you'd rather have just Loganberry over a charboiled Salem's dog, curly fries, and wash it down with dot 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 a Loganberry. Yeah, you can get that at Anderson's too. So really interesting matchup, and you know, people are getting fired up about it. Yeah, I was I was shocked to see that this was a 50-50 split. I know I I had checked in on the poll late in the day on Friday when it was set to close, and it was 50-50 for a while. And I think to myself, well, if it ends on an even number, it'll be a true tie, and we might have to go to OT. Yep. So next thing you know, poll ends, 740 votes, and I'm on the phone with Al trying to figure out, you know, what's going on and emergency committee meeting yep yes so what we did was we ran a two-hour overtime poll um you know with with the with the thought that it was a, a similar proportion of time to like an average overtime period versus like a regulation period for for basketball or hockey and yeah i mean there were there were multiple lead changes i was i was glued in for that two hours during the overtime period that i think there were three, four, maybe even five lead changes between the two. And yeah, Loganberry comes out on top. I think Anderson's, you know, they they gave it everything they got. But yeah, some of the, uh, you know, so that was definitely the closest poll, needless to say, in the rest of the bracket. I think the next closest was maybe 55-45 for uh, the Macy's transit driving matchup. But Ty B, what are your thoughts on on the, the Loganberry sneaking by? With the OT victory in the first round? Um, it wasn't surprising. I think it's more of a staple. Um, 
It's, it's just a little bigger than Anderson's. I don't think everyone loves Anderson's. I think a lot of people have their own beef and whack places they go to. Um, a lot, of, a lot of the local spots, um, tons of different places you can go to, and you know you got Barbell. You know, as one of the one of the seeds up in that other bracket, Barbell has a great, great beef on whack. And I mean, I'm going to Barbell over Anderson's for beef on whack for sure. Yeah. Do you guys remember last year too? I'm pretty sure. Howard Simon talked. He didn't. He didn't know what Loganberry was. Yeah, yeah. he had no idea what Loganberry was. I almost wish we would have matched that up. Howard Could you Simon imagine Loganberry versus Howard picks the Bills and the Elite Eight? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's, I, I, there's no way that Loganberry. I mean, it, it could get by cost living, but Wegmans is just not happening. Yeah, yeah, Wegmans, Wegmans. I mean, asserting their dominance, and as I was looking for some Wegmans stuff I, I you just see Danny Wegman and there's so many pictures of him out half of the pictures about him ripping it up in his Ferrari throughout Rochester and the surrounding areas and then the other half I was finding him he was wearing a a Versace button-up shirt underneath <laughs> a crocodile like jacket like it almost looked like a blazer but it was like a biker jacket yeah. I'm like Danny Danny was dripping swag ooh, everywhere and he's got, Literally. you know, he's got two employees smiling ear to ear. I mean, and how, how could you not when you when you own the greatest grocery store in the world? So, hey, Wegmans purposely did never put me on the shift when he was walking through our store for some reason. So I worked there for seven years and I never made it to a holiday visit for Danny Wegmans. So really shout out Wegmans. Yeah, no, I, they, I never did. Never. They, did. they had me on the Supreme Queen for, I mean, like the, the, the stores, because for those of you who don't know, the Wegmans family would visit all of the stores like throughout the footprint of, you know, through like from Thanksgiving to around the Christmas time each year, they would do this come in person. And the, each store was essentially the top of the Chrysler building. Like that was the level of cleanliness and like everybody was buttoned up and on their best behavior. I got to meet him a couple of times, you know, he, he Remember we showed him like a vacuum sealer machine and he let out like the biggest laugh ever. Like you could, you probably could have heard it from the other side of the story. He was so amused by it. And then of course we were all amused by that as well. But yeah, Wegmans, I, I don't see them, you know, being denied from the final four again yeah. this year. No. You know, could it, could it be summertime weather? Maybe Howard picks the bills. Howard picks the bills versus Wegmans in a final, you know, for a chance to go to the final four. Oh, that, that could be quite the matchup there. Hundred percent. So I think Supreme. I think it's time to fire up second round preview. Do you want to shift this over to the North Towns? Sure. Yeah, let's start breaking down that region. I know there's some big time matchups, and look at this perfect timing from our bachelor and bachelorette insider, Katie Mary ninety two. Good night, now Lloyd's. That's a big one. You have ten seed Lloyd taking on lack of traffic, which is a two seed. Could lack of traffic be in trouble there? I mean, because with with COVID, with the pandemic, there really hasn't been traffic this past year. And if Lloyd gets involved social media-wise again, I, I could see them win that, winning that matchup. I could too, but I, I just think at the end of the day, like it's not like we're tagging accounts for chicken wings. We're not tagging like the Buffalo Bills account for the Bills home playoff games. I think that that only matter that 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 matters to a degree, like. You know, it could if if it's two things like if it's Lloyd versus Griselda, that's one thing. If you'd rather sit in like actual city type traffic, and I mean like 
New York, Toronto, Chicago, Houston. If you'd rather sit in that type of traffic to eat a Lloyd burrito, you're out of your mind. I mean, Lloyd, it's good, but they're a little pompous about how they are. And one thing I wanted to note about Lloyd is that we also had local food trucks as another team in the uh, in the Niagara Frontier region, and they didn't they didn't interact with that at all. So I guess you know are, are they insinuating that they're more of a brick and mortar spot and they're they're letting go of their food truck roots? I don't know. I think Lloyd they're very full of themselves on social media. I think that they 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 could be in some trouble with lack of traffic because as I said, you know I, I'm I'm loving the. 15 to 20 minutes to get wherever you need to go throughout the entire region thing. And yeah. I'd be, I don't know how you feel, but it's, it, that would be crazy to me if Lloyd pulls out the upset there. Yeah. It's, it's going to be real tough for them there. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it, but there's some real interesting matchups. You had Duff's versus chicken wings. Like how, <laughs> like it's like Duff's versus every other place that has chicken wings, I guess, I guess. I don't know. It's just weird how how everything's gonna play out, but cup and char pepperoni versus Ted's hot dog is gonna be another one. I'm gonna have my eyes out on Ted's. You know, a big staple in Western New York. I don't think they were able to do the free hot dogs last year, um, or the dollar dogs or whatever it is. So you know, did they you know take a step back in people's minds? Um, who knows? Because pepperoni, we had that shortage there. Pizzerias are doing better than ever. So uh, to me there, you know, I got cup and char pepperoni versus wings and then Elmo's and outdoor dining. I, I don't even want to have to pick between those because, you know, I'm a double dipped guy. Al, go yeah. with the goat wings. And I love eating outdoors. I think, you know, the ingenuity a lot of these places use to be able to expand outside and some of the ideas that they've had. And, and you know, you see them shutting down uh, Chippewa to do that big outdoor watch party. You know, that's something I think they might still do in the future either way because you can just keep getting more and more and more people making it a great, like, big party town atmosphere for watching the Bills. So I think, you know, they, they've done so much for the city. I think outdoor dining has got a shot to maybe make a run out of this North Downs region. I, I thought that was the no doubt, Tybee, the most interesting matchup in my opinion, probably second to Ted's and Cup and Char Pepperoni. I mean, Elmo's, once again, very loyal following. Let's see if Joe Licata can get involved. But just people right now are just craving 65 and sunny, let alone an outdoor dining, 75 degrees, cocktails, meals. So I think that's a tough, tough matchup for Elmo's. I'm going to go with outdoor dining, sneaking by in that one, taking on Sorry, sorry, DJ Supreme. I think Lloyd gets it done. I just think there's more of a loyalist following. I'm not saying I'm obsessed with Lloyd at all, but I just think that when it comes to social media and that following, I think Lloyd gets it done to take on outdoor dining. It's going to be interesting, though. And Brad Walters, 56 here, I think he thinks Ted's days are numbered here. When Where did Ted's finish up, Ted's finish up last year? Yeah, Ted's was a Final Four team last year, and – that's why I think that they have a little bit more, you know, understanding what happened in the uh, in the tournament last year. I think Ted's will get by Cup and Char Pepperoni, but that I think that that will probably be the tightest matchup out of this. I think outdoor dining will ultimately pull ahead of Elmos, just because, as Tybee had mentioned, like, and well, as both of you really mentioned, I mean, there's so many creative setups, and mm -hmm. people are people are dying to be outside after you know the pandemic wearing on everybody, along with the Buffalo winter. Um, so I think it's, I think it'll be wings versus Ted's 
And then I believe it'll be outdoor dining versus lack of traffic. But I think it, as far as, you know, what you said, Al, Lloyd, it would not surprise me with their diehard following if they were to advance. So that that could be – that's a toss-up either way. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm in a ton of interesting matchups here. Obviously, chicken wings are going to move on. But let's move on to the Niagara Frontier region. Guys, in my opinion, I know it's Tyvee's Broadway market. But looking at this, and, and you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, I see all chalk here. I really don't see an underdog winning. I beg to differ. The Broadway market is at its height right now. You have, uh, I don't know, what day are, are these uh, matchups going out sleep? These are going out on Wednesday of this week. Yeah, that's perfect. Everyone's out going their Easter shopping. What are they thinking of? The Broadway market absolutely packed over the past weekend, and it's just going to get more and more crazier, Al. Easter is just next week, and you have Dingus Day next Monday. I think the Broadway market could make a sneaky little run there. I don't think they're going to get past Bill's home playoff games. That's an absolute buzzsaw, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting because, you know, only so many fans were allowed there. Like, uh, the the thought of it is how – sort at least the way I'm looking at it is how we – um, were able to intake those games. Like most people weren't able to go and you had to sit at home with like a couple people. Um, so it could be fun. Weck, maybe, maybe get an upset here. If you get some real big, maybe restaurant places or something pushing it. Uh, I, I don't see it. No way. I mean, yeah, you were at the game. <laughs> I mean, I, I was not, <sighs> and I just like the idea of a bill's home playoff game is so much better to me. Than a Pfon Wack sandwich, or as, as our bachelor insider would say, it is. But it's just like when it—it's just—it wasn't. It was a Bills home playoff game, but it wasn't. Like if there's no yeah. tailgating, that's not a Bills home game. Right. I think I. With, with that being said, though, I think a lot of folks like last year, Bills home opener wins the whole thing, and there was no home opener, and it, and. Even in the spring, we knew that the home opener was probably in jeopardy because of COVID and the restrictions and social distancing. So I think that that's, that'll be key for this Bills home playoff games making a run. Yeah, I, well, I think the run last the year was more people wanting that home opener so bad, like clear up everything. By the time you know we get to the home opener, like that's when we want everything back to normal because we know this is going to be an amazing season. We want to have that home opener and do it. And the Bills home playoff games, at least the way when we, we were talking about drafting this up, we're thinking about, you know, the, the past year and, and what it's had and the impact within Buffalo. And when I'm looking at it from, from that aspect, anything with food and all that has a good chance. Yeah, but Tybee, it's the same thing. Anything with Bills has a chance. Allen, Josh Allentown, Howard picking the Bills. Anything Bills, we know how it works. It's mm-hmm. just... I don't know. I, I think Bills over Beef on Whack 70. I think that's at least 70. Yeah. I think it'll be it'll be a closer matchup. I mean, Bills Where do you think Pat Moran's on this one? <laughs> uh, Pat Moran is going to be, you know, he, he could be in an integrity hearing. Um, you know, we'll be we'll be keeping our a close eye on all Beef on Whack related matchups uh, throughout this tournament as as head of the integrity committee. Um, I can certainly say that we'll be taking it seriously. But but I think with with this, the Bills, I see them moving on. I see I, I, I could see the Broadway market as an upset, um, continuing their run. I in in March Madness, for example, the teams who heat up late in the season 
typically are the ones who see a lot of early success or sustained success in the tournament itself. This, to me, Broadway market, it's like they're heating up at the right time based on it being Easter on Sunday. And this is like, this is their Super Bowl week. And I think that they, they will continue to go. Gabriel's Gate, though, did, I mean, and much love to the dart. I mean, the, the thing is just a money machine. I can't believe that it lost the way that it did. Yeah. But it was an that, eight that's what makes me loss. In the middle of a hot streak. Right. In the middle of a heater, they lost 80 to 20. So Gabriel's gate, clearly there's a there's a strong following there. Yeah. Um Chevetta's versus great place to raise a family. I don't know, people do they like their family or do they like chicken more? I mean I mean, after being stuck inside for yeah. so long, Chevetta's <laughs> yeah. is gonna smoke great place to raise a family. I, I wouldn't be shocked. What? I gotta sit inside with my family every day because of Cuomo's rules. This place sucks. So Chevetta's all day, especially it's almost grilling season. Oh yeah. No, it is. It is grilling season. Tomorrow it is, but not, but not Wednesday. (laughs) Nah. You you guys, you guys know the smell too when you're driving past the Chevetta's cookout. You know, at a local high school, maybe at a maybe a church or something, and you're driving down the street and you get that. You gotta stop for dinner. Oh, it's 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 one of the top smells. It's it's better than the Cheerios smell downtown. I'll say that for sure. And I think that Chavez, I wouldn't be shocked if they pull the upset, but local golf, local breweries, I think that could be probably the tightest matchup of the second round in general. I mean, the two things kind of go hand in hand. Talk about heating up at the right time with, with the weather starting to perk up yeah. in the links again, but local breweries, I mean, it's IB. You and I know as it's, it's as been probably fans. the biggest year, you know, any of them have had, you know, with their sales and everything, um, you know, there so many of them rely on, you know, their distribution and getting out kegs and whatnot to local bars and establishments. Well, they weren't able to do that because bars weren't able to be open and all the other restrictions. So they really had to pivot towards canning and it, you know, it really helped a lot of them expand. And so many of them have been pushing the boundaries and it's just like it, the level has just risen every single month of what's being released from these places and they continue to expand and grow. And it's great to see because the community itself, um, you know, the breweries, you know, none of, no one's, you know, pompous and talking shit about the others. It's all, it's all love. And you see so many collaborations and um, so many different efforts, whether, um, you know, I think other half started the, um, the one to raise, money for restaurant workers who are out of work. There was um, a project with doing stouts and darker beers working on behalf of um, the minority communities. And you have um, the one most recently for the mental health advocation. So there's so much good that they're doing on top of it that I don't know, like it's just, we're going to the moon with it. And Buffalo is a beer destination for the entire world right now. And I don't know if this is breaking news or not, but this summer, make sure you're down at Seneca One. Oh, I mean, we Beer hey, Garden. Eyes, you, yep, oh, yep. You're seeing Seneca One Tower account, you know, flash over that and show us videos saying it's going to be a big event and big time this summer. I can't wait. Cannot wait, cannot wait to see what Sean has in store. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Someone may, someone who's been doing uh, lots of selling beers there might be doing a lot more selling of beers there if you get my drift. Hmm. 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 It's time for the, is it Southtown's DJ Supreme? Let's move it along here. I believe. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh. We already know what this is. The biggest matchup here is transit driving Sabres Twitter, right? That's definitely the biggest matchup. hundred percent. Second is probably Paula's donuts barbell. That is going to be it. But we, we realistically barbell should get it done there as well with their Twitter. They've been active with us too, but tra- transit driving Sabres Twitter, especially potentially after a loss tonight is going to be a hell of a matchup guys. Yeah. And I, and, and one thing that I want to say right off the bat with this matchup, because I do think it has potential to, I mean, transit driving, they had the second biggest poll in bracket history last year with their matchup against beef on Then they had the biggest one this year with the matchup against Macy's place. And I don't, I, this is the thing with transit driving. They were pulling out some insults. I mean, they had, they had content. It was almost like they were waiting for it, you know, ready to post. They were firing on all cylinders, Twitter, Facebook. They were all over the place. But the way that they were sort of uh, poking fun at Macy's, you know, with the, with the glorified pizza comments, which they, uh, of course, they said was heat of the moment type stuff, and they later apologized for. But what are they going to say about Sabres Twitter? Like, I mean, are, are they like if they if they call out Sabres Twitter? then they're kind of defending the team's poor performance because Sabres Twitter yeah. is trying to hold the team and, and, and the Pagoulas accountable for the shitty performance this season and, and, the, and a, a near-historic losing streak yeah. is still going. So, yeah. I, I, like, I'm, I'm interested to see. It's not that they can't, you know, pull something out, but they, they're going to have to change their game up when it comes to the uh, trash talking because they don't want they don't, they don't to be labeled as Sabres loyalists during the middle of a 17-game losing streak, Tybee. Oh, no, absolutely. This team has been absolutely flaming hot garbage. You see it on Crossing Swords. We love playing the dumpster fire because it's exactly what this team is. Right now, if you bet the Philadelphia Flyers to win by five or more goals, it's plus 700. The Sabres to win by two is plus 1,000. They think the Sabres are more likely to get blown out by more than five goals than they are to win by two goals or more. That's how bad this team is. They're absolutely trash. And for some reason, Joe DiBiase said, take the Sabres minus two. What? I don't know. Brian Elliott is literally the best goalie in the world versus the Sabres. He looks like Dominic Hasek on steroids out there when he plays against the Sabres. A career 945-950 save percentage against us in almost 20 games. He's had, I think, two shutouts this season against Buffalo. And they have absolutely nobody out there on the ice who scares you, puts any fear in your heart. You know, Reinhardt's going to get some goals and whatnot, but most of it's just the team working, him getting in close to the net, getting some good opportunities, but it's he's not going to go down, do nothing flashy, and take over the game no. and score two, three goals on his own. This team is absolutely lost, and it's just the wrong goaltender to be running into tonight to it's be a, breaking the streak. It's a Buffalo Sabres game night. I'm fired up. <laughs> GG Supreme, real quick, let's head down to the Southern tier. I know yeah. we talked about it briefly. Let's go through this one real quick. But, yeah, I mean, we already said Wegmans coasting. Howard picks the Bills. Sorry, Tybee. I think that gets it done. And then bye-bye, Muddy Tacos, summer weather. That's all I got to say about this one. Yep. I think it's 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 got to be chalk all except for Howard picking the Bills. You know, he's, he's rallied his fan base and the WGR loyal um, along with us. I mean, I, I'd love to see Howard continue to advance. And I just – I, I – 
I'll never not be amused by the fact by how adamant he is that he wants people to pick something other than him, and then people just like think it's reverse psychology and continue to pick him. We got so. some breaking news here: Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield Stadium. Wow. Who? Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield Stadium. Wow. That's a mouthful. <laughs> what are we calling it? The cross? HMA. I mean, I have Blue Cross Blue Shield. Do I get in? Do I get benefits? Can I use my Blue Cross Blue Shield benefits card to buy beers at the game? <laughs> if that's an HSA yeah. account, you might be able to. Or on, <sighs> ticket, or on tickets for, you know, for mental health reasons because the Bills will win. And you, we will all be in a better mood this exactly, season. Exactly, exactly. Like my serotonin levels were down. I needed a boost, so I bought Sabres tickets. That's a medical expense. So then, being the builder, it goes out and just <laughs> has a lights out off season, and and the Bills are favorites in the AFC East again. Love I to mean, see it. I, 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 there's an argument to be made there. <laughs> so DJ Supreme, tell the people for the this 2021 Trainwreck Sports uh, Best of Buffalo bracket. One of these polls dropping for the second round. So these polls will be dropping starting tomorrow. We're starting with the North Towns region, working our way through through the Niagara Frontier, South Towns, and Southern Tier. Uh, there'll be four polls a day, running from Tuesday through Friday. So the second round will be complete by the end of the week, uh, sometime on Saturday. Yep. Uh, and then we'll then we'll be on to the uh, Sweet 16. But I think uh, yes, yeah, starting tomorrow at around 11 a.m. Will be the, five, the time the uh, first poll drops in the second round, and there you go to, to keeping the interaction going. I mean, not not just the voting, not just the you know the retweets, but some of these comments, people people giving their takes this year. People have been you know very free about sharing their opinions, and it's it's all welcome because it you know we really want to know. We love the passion when it comes to finding out what the best thing in Buffalo is year after year. Now this is our third year of the Buffalo bracket just continues to grow and we, and we want to see that trend continue in the future. Definitely. Cannot wait for tomorrow, 11 a.m. I know we got happy hour hoops coming up, Supreme and Tybee, but there are a couple topics I want to touch on first. Tybee, real quick, how unbelievable was that fight night on Saturday, that main card? Oh, my God. Sean O'Malley, great bounce back performance. He knocks the guy down with his left. Could have very easily jumped on top of him early in that first round and finished it. But he says, eh, no, 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 not so fast because he had shirts made up already that said uh, Sugar Sean uh, with the right down again or something like that. And so he's like, no, I had to do it with the right hand. So like I was waiting. And then he goes – absolutely lays the guy out with the right hand. Love to see it, him bouncing back. And then Francis Ngannou does exactly what we all thought he was going to do. Such an easy play for everyone. The guy has so much power in those hands that he starches people. He makes people remember the day that they were born. He literally knocks guys into the 15th century. Like I've never seen it before. And the story behind this guy is phenomenal. Um, he was not even 10 years ago, was working in the mines in Nigeria, um, works his way up. He, he got caught trying to get into Europe like five different times, something like that finally makes it over and gets to a gym and starts training. And you see basically that all the hard work and believing in yourself finally pays off. I can't wait to see the 30 for 30 on that one day. I thought he was going to send Stipe right into MGK and Megan Fox in the first row. <laughs> I thought he was going to go right through the fence and Trump. 
<laughs> with, a little, with a little cut out in the fence. <laughs> just go right there. But that was just a phenomenal fight night. I feel like we've had so many main cards on a Saturday night be so lame. Have the fights mm-hmm. been just so awful. And that this past Saturday was incredible. DJ Supreme, this one's going to you. You had one of the best games of the entire tournament, UCLA, Alabama. And you hate to say it, and I'm not hating on Nate Oates for this and that squad in Hodgson, but it's a classic Nate Oates team that can't hit from the damn charity stripe. 11 for 25. Yeah, that was that was really poor. And I know that Oates had made a point. I mean, not just you know in pregame type media. He was telling like the media just in general how his plan of attack is to get to the bucket and pick up those fouls so that they can get to the charity stripe and get the free ones. I mean, it's part of their game plan. It's as integral as shooting the outside ball and, you know, just playing strong defense. And that was the thing. It it was so disappointing. And I know with, with a guy like Nate, his teams are going to compete. He's going to be back year after year. Now he's at a power five school. It was like a souped up UV, UB team though. What he's doing in Alabama, it's, it's the same type of stuff, just like, you know, power five top of the line recruits now that he can pull there with the, with the amount of, you know, yep. with the yeah, strength Javon of the program. Clearly is unreal. Oh yeah. And it's going to, and it's going to continue to happen. Um, yeah. So it, it, it definitely a letdown. I think that they should have got past UCLA, but you know, tip of the cap to them for, for hanging tough with them. You know, it's, it's, and, it's not an easy team to play Alabama on either side of the floor. And we got to talk about Bill Walton's final, final four prediction. He had five pac 12 teams. <laughs> no, 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 wait, wasn't it four, but he took two from the same region. Something. No, he had five, but two from the same region or I, he did. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He did something crazy. Final five, Either way, he still one. has a better chance of being right than pretty much everyone in America. Tybee, like, I was literally just about conference, to ask you. The conference of champions. Um, you look at that UCLA team. They were they were really good for a while during the season. They found themselves in the top twenty-five and hit a skid uh, late into this late into the season. But Johnny Juzang's found his shot again. He's a phenomenal player. Can create in a lot of ways. Tons of length and athleticism on that team. They're very talented. And you look at um, USC, another team with. With Mobley, he's he's a great player. He's likely yep. going to be a lottery pick in the draft, and these teams are able to compete. Um, you think about you know the bit the Big Ten and uh, the SEC this year. People were so high on you know some of those conferences, and they've been getting beat up in the tournament. And then you look at the Pac-12, who's been playing so phenomenally. Um, most of those teams haven't you know played. Pack t- or any Big Ten or any of those teams non-conference this year because of the way everything worked out. So it was kind of like the Conference of Champions actually, you know, sharpening itself because there was a lot of parity in that league. You look at Oregon State, um, the way they were able to figure out and get themselves into the tournament by winning that Pac-12 tournament. You get hot at the right time, and you know they have a chance tonight. I think they're seven and a half point underdogs, but they've been playing their best basketball at the right time now. Yeah, you have Oregon State tonight, like you just said, Ty B. Playing Houston at 7.15, Oregon State plus 7.5, and, and then at 9.57 p.m. I mean, that start time is just ridiculous. Uh, Arkansas, Baylor, Baylor minus 8. So those are the two matchups tonight. And then tomorrow you have USC and the Zags, uh, Gonzaga minus 9, and then UCLA, Michigan, Michigan minus 7. So we got some really, really good matchups going down. Al, and your your unders over the, over the weekend, college basketball, was it – 
all unders? It was absolutely insane. And wasn't the weekend before you could have bet every first half under? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure like the number was just insane. So yeah, unders have been uh, was, have been yeah, going eight, on. No. We need mobile betting. <laughs> I can't go down to 33 every day, every single day. But uh, guys, this is a great time of year. March Madness, Buffalo bracket, MLB opening day Thursday night, and then what are we? Uh-huh. Ten days away from the Masters. This is going to be a really fun couple weeks. So thank you for joining us tonight, guys. Any final words from you two? Tybee, I'll let you. I'll let you know. Um. All right. So my, my shout out goes out to the Buffalo Kids store. Make sure you guys get out there. Another big release um, on Friday here. They're going to be dropping the collab with Virgil again, and they're going to have the blue hoodie exclusive at the shop for everyone to get. So you, the people online that don't live in Buffalo, the not real Buffalo kids won't be able to get it. So make sure you get there and grab it. Absolute phenomenal stuff. And uh, just make sure you go and stop in there because that place is basically a cathedral. The art in there, the Josh Allen paintings, the Thurman Thomas, um, it goes on and on. The, the Dominator in there, it's it, it, I know Sleep has, has been there now too and can attest to it. It's It's a place you need to get to if you're in Buffalo. Yep, I just got to visit it for the first time yesterday. I I was blown away by the setup in the store itself. The red walls had had such a nice pop to it, but everything like coordinated. It almost felt like you were in an art gallery. You know, you didn't even feel like you're in a shop. Um, And you see the demand. I mean, the popularity of the store. Mm -hmm. The I mean, was that line on opening day? I mean, that was all the way to Union practically. And it and it Uh, was it was again for the release on Saturday. Yeah, and hundreds then, of people. Yeah, as you said, uh, new release coming out on Friday. You love to see, you know, as a, as a fan of streetwear, as a fan of you know just the fashion and culture. Um, you love to see someone like Westside Gun or like the whole Griselda crew really, you know, making that more available for for folks in Buffalo because for the longest time you'd either have to go online or you'd have to travel to a completely different city. And, and once I we to sell it now. himself, like yeah. where he literally had to like fly down to Atlanta to get the type of clothes that he wanted when he was coming up. And it was, you know, now, yeah, we're, we're getting stuff that nobody else can have and some of the freshest gear out there. So shout out to, to West side and, and that whole crew. And also shout out to everybody voting in the Buffalo bracket, you know, with, this yep. wouldn't be so much fun without the 30,000 plus votes that we've received from all of our fans. You know, keep them coming. Second round starts tomorrow morning, and I'm fired up about it, though. Me too. Like you said, second round starting tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. And shout out to our sponsor, Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? The place to buy a case. And folks, tune in in the next five to 10 minutes. We also have our happy hour hoops, guys, going live. Quick Elite Eight preview for tonight and uh tomorrow's games and uh go sabers beat the flyers he's just <laughs> just kidding i don't know i don't honestly no, 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 no. I have flyers in the parlay <laughs> it's just so sad it's to the point where it's just an absolute laughing stock but once again folks thank you for joining us we'll be back again this week and this weekend good night now now